0: This is Cardboard Mama.
1: And the husband.
0: And in this episode, we'll see you at the game table. And we just got finished playing our first game of Fog of Love. We This was the
1: tutorial. So it's time once again for a post-mortem. Uh, Fog of Love is really not like any other game that I've ever played. Uh you've got a personality dimensions tracker that's a little bit like other kind of of slice-of-life games that we've played, sort of like CV, or uh, what's the name of that other one? Uh, Pursuit of Happiness. But in terms of the scenes that are coming up, in terms of what we have to do to interact with the other players, it's really unique.
0: I think it's really interesting. I I agree. This is definitely a unique game from other things that I've played before. Um, I definitely feel like it's RPG with the board and more direction where you don't need a DM. I think it was a little difficult to divorce myself from the character and not pick what I would choose personally.
1: I completely agree. I had to really inhabit the role of uh, my character, which sounds pretentious as hell when I say it, but I had to not be me. I had to be Cody, the TV star eventually turned baker, who was madly in love with a politician.
0: I think I've seen other reviewers who are married couples uh, say that they hated it, that, you know, Probably because they didn't divorce themselves from the fact that these are not each other. Like, when I was trying to decide what he would say and what he would pick when given choices, I it was a hard thinking, like, okay, this is not my husband. I know exactly what he would pick, but it's someone... It's a character that he's playing. So I think unless you... Can completely like wipe your mind and just role play. Like, unless you can do that, I don't think it would be fun for people.
1: I completely agree. This is not the kind of game that you would enjoy if theme is not important to you. Because I think that this game is absolutely fantastic at doing what it says on the box, it is kind of a relationship simulator. Uh, But if you're hoping for something completely abstract, then you may want to try something else. Like, uh, the best example I have is an old Uber play game called Relationship Tightrope, where you're supposed to be balancing the needs of a relationship, but really it's just a card game.
0: So, would you want to play it again? Like, what were your final thoughts on it?
1: I absolutely am fascinated by this game. I really am interested in playing it again. I think that the different types of scenes that you can throw in, the fact that you can mix in some sweet scenes, some dramatic scenes, some serious scenes, is really interesting, and it makes for a great story. I love, love, love the story aspect of it. I love being able to create a mini version of, Kind of a mini alternate persona. Uh, Absolutely love this game. I can see it being a sometimes game a little bit. It's not something that I would just want to play again and again and again and again. But I do really enjoy the game.
0: I am a little worried about replayability. But I guess when I think about it, you would be different characters... And you can play it completely differently. Like, you can just be a raging a-hole if you want to. Um, One of the occupations I could have picked was criminal, so that could be cool. Um, I am intrigued that there are a bunch of expansions for it. So it was popular enough to get those. I just, I feel it's a very divisive game. But I'm glad that we really enjoyed it.
1: I am very glad too. And one other thing that I'd like to add... The bits for this game are absolutely fantastic. I love the aesthetic of the board. I love the nice heavyweight clay decision tokens that you get with it. I mean, listen to this. That's quality right there.
0: I mean, I think they're purely in there because someone that was designing this game really liked... um... Poker? No. That board game.
1: Oh. The
0: one that's popular only because the the poker chips are amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, Splendor. Splendor.
0: I think someone played Splendor and went, ooh, those are nice. But they are nice. I love messing with them. I think it's great for the choice because I feel when it's cards, it's a little harder to make it so secret. Um, But the chips were nice because they're a little bit smaller.
1: And you're using those chips time and time and time again. I think it's kind of a necessary choice for durability.
0: So this game, you can play through a tutorial and it walks you through all of the rules and how to play. What did you think about that?
1: I love when games do that. I know that as a rules explainer... uh, can be frustrating for you, I'm sure, but I like being walked through my first playthrough. It, it's it's nice. It's gradual. You get to go at a decent pace because sometimes, especially in games where you've got a lot of rules, uh, like Seventh Continent we tried yesterday. But that's a story for another time. But that that game's rules dense, and I was just racking my brain. This leads you in really nicely and I really appreciate that
0: I mean that's true at no point did I have to shove my nose in the rule book to look up something it was very straightforward it was easy to understand I mean the rules are so easy I don't think you necessarily need to play through the tutorial but I thought it was nice and easy kind of ease into things
1: and near the end of the tutorial the player aid card that they give you is very 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 good
0: So who would you recommend this game to?
1: I would recommend this game to anyone who enjoys role-playing. I'd recommend it to... I don't know.
0: Do you think it works for married couples? Or do you think it would work better for people that don't know each other as much? Or is that a detriment either way?
1: I think that it definitely works for married couples. I, I see that this could be one of those games where, uh, again, if you don't separate yourself, it might lead to some over-analysis of your own relationship at the end. Like, huh, why, why, why did she choose that? Is that coming from the character, or is that coming from her, if you're that kind of person? For people who don't really know one another that well... I could see it being interesting, but that's very, very, very much a, uh, it's a risk. It's definitely a risk, but it could turn out to be a good risk. So the big question here is, does it stay or does it go?
0: I mean, I think we both said that we would play it again, so I think it stays for now. Uh, once we get through all of the scenarios, because I got it at... So this is cor- uh, Cardboard Mama with...
1: The Husband.
0: And you just listened to a postmortem on Fog of Love. See you at the table next time. Bye. ...this tower west in the flea market, and it came with all of the expansions. I'm not so sure that I would need to keep it after we play through all of the different scenarios... But I'll be intrigued to revisit that once that happens.
1: And I can see this one lasting somewhat long term. Uh, because you're playing a different person every time. You can play through the first the introductory scenario the Sunday date scenario without the tutorial bids. And be a completely different person working toward completely different goals. I don't see replay. Replayability as being any kind of a problem with the game. So you
0: see this being in our connect collection for a long time?
1: I do. Fog of Love was published in 2017 by Hush Hush Projects, designed by Jacob Jaskov.
0: This is Cardboard Mama. Thanks for joining me at the game table. Catch new episodes every Sunday.
1: All that I have